gray sky, hello blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. So right, you can't. Rockin' all week with you. A Happy Days podcast, season five, episode six. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Dan. I'll be talking to you for the next several minutes, bunch of minutes, about two episodes of season five of Happy Days. We're in 1977. We're talking about Bye Bye, Black Ball, and Requiem for a Mouth. Bye Bye Black Ball aired, let's see, uh, November 29th, uh, 77, Requiem for a Mouth, December 6th. 1977, both directed by Jerry Paris, Bye Bye Black Ball, written by Barry Rabinowitz, and Requiem for a Mouth, written by Steve Zacharias. And um, let's dive right in, of course. College stuff, these are two college-heavy um, episodes. Well, they're college... Well, they're, they're actually only in the college for like a few minutes, but um, they're... they're um, they're, co- they're college-heavy, and they're Lander Sisters-heavy. Boom, boom, kitty, if you know what I mean. Uh, and so, um, let's see, let me give you a little, little plot breakdown. And let me just say um, quickly that uh, I got a good good response to the last episode being a little trimmer than uh, some of the previous ones, which sometimes I can go on a bit. So I'm going to try to keep this one as as trim as I can. It's not going to be like 10 minutes long, but, but shorter and, and to the point if I can do it. Um, and one of the ways I'm going to be able to do it is just by assuming, and forgive me if I just asked you and me, um, that this is sometime in the autumn of 1959. Um, many of the... When you look in the closing credits, they still list all the people of Fats Domino and stuff who uh, uh, have music in the episodes, but we, we don't hear much music anymore in the episodes. What we do is kind of the same stuff over and over again, and so the the episodes are becoming... I think I think sort of vaguer on how exactly on on dating. Well, these these have been the this batch have been. But if we're still working under the theory that um, when we ended the last season and they graduated, that was spring of 90, 1959, and then a Hollywood visit was spring of, uh, summer of nineteen fifty nine, and this is their uh, first semester of college when they're going through Hell Week, which would be around Octoberish, Novemberish. I never went through Hell Week myself, but I have seen Animal House, King Fred, and Pledge Night many times. So I think I have some experience in that area. So this is, yeah, this is October-ish or whatever, October, November of um, 1959. And both episodes I, I would put in the same vicinity because in the next episode it's going to be about there's a big football game. And uh, so the football game would have been late. I mean, the football game probably would have been like if it was a championship thing in December. But we'll say it's a few weeks after this or so, like um, November, maybe early December, something like that. So so that will cut down on some of the time because that's me setting the time for these these episodes. So anyway, bye, 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 black, bye, 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 black ball is... Um, the three guys, Ralph, Potsy, and Richie, are applying to, what is it, uh, Phi Kappa Nu, which is where Mr. C, his fraternity, at, at, the, at the local college there. And they're going through Hell Week, and they're um, wearing beanies, and they're flying around with invitations to parties in their teeth, and they're getting slapped in the ass with those fraternity bat things, which are like cricket bats, but not really. And they're scrubbing floors with toothbrushes, and they're... Um, uh, playing the spunk toast game. I'm kidding. They don't do that. That's I think that's a later 
um, game. Um, this is this is this is obviously this came out in seventy seven. This is pre Animal House. If this had been made two years later, the the I'm sure everything would have been much raunchier. But um, they're having a big party with their sister sorority, and Ralph and Patsy for some reason bring dates from a local diner, <clears throat> and this infringement on the. Um, and this infringement on the the fraternity rules on, on the rush week rules gets them blackballed and thrown out before they can get in uh, but meanwhile richie still kind of wants to be in there but keep his friends and you know will he you know will he betray ralph and potsy and go with uh, the fraternity house or will he stick up for his friends and tell the house to sit on it let me play you some of this, and we'll uh, we'll talk about sitting on it. No, I'm kidding. Let me just play you this. I'll be right back. Somebody get the lights. Dream girl, my girl of Phi Kappa Nu, brings every day a moment or two of caring, sharing a also get my chachi chatter out at the beginning here chachi's only in one brief scene in both the episodes where he shows up helping mrs c and Joni bring in groceries where he came from i don't know but the crowd shrieks and screams and the gals in the crowd shriek for chachi you know in a way that they've never really cheered for Joni and mrs c ever so i'm not sure i'm not sure yet i i mean like, like i said this really has like i've said before this really does seem like sit on it where sit on it wasn't an actual phrase that was said but they acted like it was and so everyone went along with it. I think here they're acting like Chachi is some sort of good-looking young guy who's joined the cat. Well, I, I guess he is. Um, and he's really popular and everything like that. Although there's no, I guess there, there would be no proof of it at this time. But they're acting like it. And so, but he does have a good, I mean, there's a good scene because Richie has been, um, um, not tarred and feathered, but glued and feathered. So he has feathers all over him, and um, everyone's kind of picking on him, and he's yelling back at him. So it's a, it's a pretty funny scene, and it's great to see how excited Mr. C gets about all this stupid stuff that Richie is going through with, with the frat house um, because he went through it too. And uh, I like uh, Mrs. C's response talking about uh, Mr. C um, going through the hazing. Although he apparently went through the hazing when he was a junior. Can you do that? I, I thought you had to do it when you were a freshman. I, um, I was never did frat stuff. I think, I think, I've said before. Maybe not on this podcast, but on a podcast. If I said it on here, I apologize. But I really, when I was in school, I, I, I knew a few frat guys, and but. Uh, I only went to a few frat parties and I just found them just overwhelmingly loud and crunched in and just unpleasant. So I, I never stayed long. The school I went to wasn't big on fraternities and sororities, um, but there was another school nearby that was. And yeah, you know, they did the Hell Week stuff and whatever. I guess it, it's more fun to watch them in movies, I think, than it probably is to actually go through it. Although Richie Potsy and Ralph seem to be getting a kick out of it. I think they're just figuring like, this is college life and that this is what you do. Wait when you're in college and um i do like like if if you don't if you I, I think this is a pretty good episode i think it could have been a great and really important episode but it's not quite um and and i'll, I'll say let's say the reason why i think it's not quite um uh soon but um 
Richie, the, you, you get to see sort of the, the growing sort of jerk Richie in this one who seems to have, um, who seems to, I mean, he, he never really sort of betrays Richie, uh, Ralph or Potsy, but he does seem kind of like he wants to be in the fraternity. And he's, he does act like a bit of a jerk, but then Ralph and Potsy act real stupid. And the Fonz is the one who keeps everything on an even keel. And the Fonz is responsible for fraternity. And his new girlfriend, Boom Boom, played by one of the Lander sisters, Judy. And uh, she's on roller skates, so the Ralph, uh, so the Ralph, so the Fonz gets, I'm sorry, Ralph is on the TV screen right here. Uh, so the Fonz, he, um, he puts on the roller skates and tries to skate around a bit, which is very funny because we've seen him before try to skate when he was with Potsy, when Potsy saved his life and he tried to skate. He's still not very good at the skating. And, and he has some good moments here, yeah, when he's skating and when he's kind of arguing with, with Richie because he called the um, Pi Kappa News nerds and Richie's really upset about that. And it was a great moment where Mr. and Mrs. C, Mr. Mrs. C and, and Richie are doing the Pi Kappa um, handshake or something like that and Richie's covered in feathers and Fawn steps inside and just stares at them. And when they try to explain, he says, "No, no, I'll make up my own story." And there's some good and 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 Ralph is, you know, when when Richie says that the the fraternity is cool, um, you know, the Fon says, "No, no, uh, organizations aren't cool. People are cool." And then the crowd bursts into uh, applause and everything like that. And like you go, Fonz. The thing that makes it all goofy, though, is that if you follow the actual through line of the episode, the message it sort of has is kind of lessened by the behavior of Ralph and Potsy and by the ending so and and uh, this this is this is this doesn't bother me about the episode the episode is light and it's frothy and there's some good laughs in it and it's um when you when you get to the end of the series and you think back on the whole world of the series you think oh remember that time they tried to join the fraternity oh yeah um, but but this is in no way I, I would say like an important episode because it's a fraternity that they didn't join. Maybe we should have a bigger episode about the fraternity they did join if they do join one. So anyway, so the thing about the episode is that they're going to join the fraternity, and it's all about like um, following the rules and getting in with the crowd and being popular, and then. What happens is they have this big and and the Fonz isn't into it. And they have what happens is they have this big party and it's a closed party and it's the fraternity brothers, the hazing fraternity brothers, and the sorority sisters. For some reason, and it's not explained properly. Um, and I, I would just point out during the Welcome Iota, our sorority sister party, there's a scene where the camera sort of tracks over um, towards Fonzie and Ralph who are going to play piano. Um, and Potsy takes a song and a really rather long song um, you, you could see the edge of the set you can see where the floor of the fraternity house ends and the instead of the studio begins that's Jerry Paris for you anyway um, so yeah it, and I, like I said the fraternity is this and blah 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 and then for some reason like I said earlier Ralph and Potsy invite dates to the party they bring two gals from a local diner who are very Laverne and Shirley-esque. And it's a closed party. They know that. They know if they want to get in the fraternity, they have to follow the rules. And one of the rules is don't bring in, you know, your own dates. You're not supposed to do that. And the guy in charge of the fraternity and the, um, the, uh, the, uh, like the fraternity, the hazing master, um, terrible Tom or something like that, um, 
both say Richard, to Richie, Richie, go, go tell them what's going on. Go, go ask them what the hell they're doing. And he asked them, and the guy's like, hey, we couldn't turn them down. They wanted to come to the party. And Richie's like, this is a closed party. And then both Ralph and Pops are like, oh, yeah, that's right. Huh. What are we going to do? And then a couple scenes later, they get thrown out of the fraternity. And it is implied that they are thrown out of fraternity. A, a, somewhat because they um, the, the frat guys don't like them that much. But it's, it's kind of said that they're thrown out of fraternity for breaking the fraternity rules. And that is bringing dates to a closed party. Okay, that makes sense. And, and the fact that they're so stupid about it, Ralph and Potsy, makes you think, okay, whatever. They did something really stupid. And then... Is where because yeah, then Richie goes to talk to them and says he was thinking of leaving, but they say no, no, don't leave. And then they mention that the Fonz said all the all those frat guys were nerds. The Fonz and Ralph have a bit of an argument. Then Richie goes to talk to the um, uh, Potsy and Ralph to kind of say no, no, I'm not giving up on you guys because of the fraternity. We're still friends. I'm just going to be part of the fraternity. Then the frat guys come in, see him with them. They get angry, and then Richie ends up telling them off, and they go away, and they all break into some song about beer. And then it all ends with Richie talking to his dad. And his dad saying, well, don't worry about it. If you can't get into fraternity, you can't get, you know, if you don't want to do it, and you, or you can't do it or whatever, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Immediately, Ralph and Potsy come in and said, we've been asked to join another fraternity. And they start walking like ducks and say, well, I just want to see what it's like, Dad. And they leave. So it's like the message is, you know, organizations aren't cool. People aren't cool. Be yourself. But then it hedges its bets right at the end by saying, but remember, if you can get in a fraternity, wouldn't it be great? And then it also hedges its bets on the friendship thing because Ralph and Potsy weren't turned down for membership because, um, because they were just being themselves and the guys hated them for some reason. Or, you know, it was like, it wasn't like, um, you know, you know, they weren't waspy enough. Or anything like that, you know. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, they won't let this this person in because they're not, uh, you know, the super white bread Anglo-Saxon Protestant. They they won't let them in. You know, it's not a prejudice that they won't let them in. You know, it's not a, um, you know, it's not it's not a class thing. It's not it's not something like that. It's not that you know maybe it's not that from another country. You know, something like that. They were thrown out specifically because they broke the rule and brought dates to this party and that kind of thing cannot be done. They broke the rule at Hell Week. So they did something stupid. They got thrown out. Okay, then then why should Richie... Um, to be honest, why should Richie... You know, not not he, he shouldn't care about his friends, but why should Richie be like, well, I'm going to leave because you guys did something really stupid and got thrown out, and I've been doing the right thing, and I'm, I haven't been thrown out. And it's just... it's. It's it's a it's a strange it's it's strange because yeah if they've been thrown out due to some sort of prejudice then when Richie kind of takes on the frat guys and doesn't you're like yeah Richie you had a split second where you went with the bad guys but in this one the frat guys aren't bad guys they're just kind of slightly snobbish and and just kind of maybe slightly jerks but they they throw out Ralph and and Potsy for a reason an actual valid reason. You know, and, and so it ends up being like when you watch it, you're like, eh. you know, it's, it's, it's like, Rich, are you, are you really, 
going in the right direction, hanging out with these two guys. You wanted to get in the best fraternity on campus. You have a chance to do it. Now, I wouldn't do it myself. I'd be more like the Fonz and do my own thing. But you wanted to do it. Your dad had done this. And you're not going to join because two guys didn't follow the rules of Hell Week and got thrown out. Screw them. <laughs> Sorry, screw them. You know, but then but then it becomes, ah, we're, you know, individuals. People are important. But we have a chance to join another fraternity? Let's do that. And it's like, oh, my God, my head. I got whiplash with with the um, changing lessons and the fact that, that this is just, it's just, I am, um, there's some, like I said, there's some good laughs in the episode. And uh, the argument in the bathroom is of the Fonz's office between the Fonz and Richie is very funny. And there's some other funny moments in there, too. Like I said, Patsy gets a song, which you may or or may not love. Um, Ralph does have a few good moments when he's asked to do the Greek alphabet backwards. Um, But in general, it it just ends up feeling weird. It ends up... You know know what it reminds me of? And then I I won't go overboard here, but um, what it reminds me of is um, when you used to do uh, group stuff in in like grammar school and high school and you would do a group and say like five people in a group four people in a group let's do four people in a group and you know you'd have like i i was always someone who would like okay let's do we got to do this we got to do this and i get right into it and i dive right in and there'd usually be one other person in the group who's willing to do that too and then there'd be one and but then the other people would either go from Oh, I'll help out a bit, or you know, where can I help, or what do I do? Uh, and then, and then another person would be um, not do anything. So then, when the group turned the stuff in. If you got a good grade, everyone got praised. Hey, you, the people who did everything, well done for doing everything. And you, the one who just sat there the whole time, they couldn't get to do anything. Congratulations, well done on on what you've done. You you didn't do anything, but well done. And so after a time, it was like you got really sick of being in groups. Or do, even doing things in pairs sometimes, because um, I, well, I did because I half the time, well, not half the time. I take that back. I, um, majority of the time, I always felt like the other person. And, and again, this is mainly grammar school, somewhat high school, mainly grammar school. You felt like the other people in the group or the other person was letting you down. So for a time, you're, going to, you're just going to do it yourself. So it doesn't have anything to do with your friends or anything like that. You're just doing it yourself. And there's something about here where it's like they, they're in it together. And two of them made a, an idiotic mistake and got thrown out. So the third one, who is on the right path and doing it correctly, he's out too. And it feels like a dumb group. And the thing is, like, Ralph is so intent upon joking, and Potsy is just getting more and more idiotic, sometimes humorously, but generally idiotic, um, that it just kind of... I don't want to tell Richie to leave Ralph and Potsy, because Richie, when Richie's left on it to his own devices, like when he gets really mad at Fonz, he becomes obnoxious. So it's it's weird, isn't it? Like, I used to love these three characters, but now as time's going on, they're getting more and more... I'm liking the Fonz more. Mr. Seymour, Joni, Mrs. C, Al, when he's on. But the three main guys are getting more and more obnoxious to me. And um, and and it's it's, 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 not, it's not getting difficult to watch them. I'm not watching them like, oh, God, I, I, this is... This is you know, I can't watch these guys. But, like, yeah, Potsy's getting so stupid. Ralph is only the only thing he's doing is joking around saying hey I still got it I still got it and, and Richie is 
he he has a thing he you know he'll have every few episodes he'll have this thing whatever it is he fixates on and he becomes a real jackball you know when he's fixated on it until he has the big moment in the end where he stands up and sometimes it works and sometimes he doesn't as I said, overall, I think this is an enjoyable episode. Not really an important episode. If you were to jettison Happy Days episodes, um, you could probably get rid of this one. Um, but it has some laughs in it, and it moves at a nice pace. I just think it's, it's sort of contradictory in what it gets up to. And it presents Richie as being kind of in a crappy friendship with those two guys because they do drag him down because he does want to be in the fraternity and you know it's like I'm, I'm not going to be in your fraternity and da 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 I mean yeah they do say well we don't want you talking with them anymore because they got blackballed but isn't that what the blackballing is that you're not supposed to talk to those people who are getting blackballed anymore and at that moment where it's like you can't talk to them anymore you can either you can either look at it as like these fraternity guys they're the worst or you can look at it like hey Ralph and Potsy maybe you should have been so stupid because you're dragging Richie down a bit here, but I'm not gonna I'm not going any further, Father, on that one. So I think we'll just head on to the next episode of this. Anyway, let's do Requiem for Malf twelve six seventy seven. I reset all that. Steve Zacharias, the writer of it, he um he's written a bunch of stuff. He wrote a movie called The Whoopie Boys. Co-wrote um from nineteen eighty six, which I've never seen, but I read a description of it. And I have to see it right away. He's probably sort of best known in pop culture for writing, co-writing Revenge of the Nerds, which was a huge hit. He also wrote lots of TV. And actually, recently, I just saw, I saw an episode of Quark that he wrote. It's made The Source Be With You, which was an hour, the hour-long episode, which was pretty funny, with Henry Silva. And then I watched a uh, When Things Were Rotten episode, I think The Ultimate Weapon, with John Biner, um, which is also pretty um, pretty funny. Um, but he's he's a pretty funny writer, and uh, let's see. So so in this episode, Requiem for Malf, and of course it's the title comes from the Rod Serling uh, television um, uh, presentation, Requiem for a Heavyweight. I want to say Jack Palance played a boxer, and like Jack Warden was his trainer, or something like that. I, I forget exactly what it was, but but it was it was like one of those one of those uh, Rod Serling um, uh, things, specials like or or or, or scripts like like patterns. The sort of thing like when Twilight Zone began in 59 and they talked about how... Was it 59? I think. Yeah, 1959 when it began and they talked about how prestigious Ron Serling was. Like Requiem for a Heavyweight is, is one of those very prestigious ones that he wrote. This is Requiem for a Mouth, which is less prestigious, but has some good laughs in it. And it is taking... It's taking place a day or two, a day before. Uh, it's what we start off in Arnold's and the gang's playing, uh, the band's playing, and you got that one gal who stood up in the previous episode with the, um, uh, I didn't tell anyone, Fonzie, playing drums, and the guys all doing their thing in their uh, Potsy singing Calendar Girl, and that's how it opens. And they're really, I mean, this is the second song in a row with several minutes given over to um, Potsy, so it's not it's not unusual for a show to do that. I mean, obviously, more musical shows like say a Partridge Family did that, but other shows like uh, Petticoat Junction would do that um, with Steve and um, uh, Ozzie and Harriet, you know, with Ricky. Uh, so so that's not that's not an unknown thing. To try to sell one of your your cast members as like a new pop star. And hey, in a few years, we'll be going from Potsy singing to Scott Bayo singing. So you know, enjoy while you can. Anyway, uh, there is a big, big football player. They got him from the Bayou, 
and he um, he wrestles alligators, and he's huge, and he's played by Mr. Reb Brown, who we'll talk about after the musical break. And he is he is he's sort of going out with not going out with a gal named Kitty, played by hey Audrey Landers, the other Landers. Judy Judy is the um, the kind of bigger in more ways than one of the sisters, and the one who always seems a little dippy. Uh, and Audrey, she was the one to be Jane the Bear. She played Stax, and um, uh, Audrey played Afton in Dallas. Uh, who was I believe she was she like a lounge singer? I forget. I forget where she. But she has the. Um, she's on the show for three or four seasons. And she's with. Um, she was the one with uh, Cliff uh, Cliff Barnes, uh, Jr.'s nemesis throughout the show. Um, through uh, through, uh, I would say three or four seasons she was in it. I don't remember whether she came back in the revival of the show because I didn't get through all the revival. But um, but she was she was she's sort of best known for that. She's also in a BJ and the Bear episode. She's in um, she is, what is it? Um, oh, what's his name? The 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 one sheriff who has all the um, Kane is it Commander Kane or Captain Kane? I think is his name. He plays she plays his daughter and almost gets married to to BJ in one of the episodes. But um, you'll know them both when you see them if you know your pop culture gals. They were also in a great. Um, German uh, shot on video uh, film called uh, Deadly Trigger, which is a lot of fun if you can find a copy of it. And uh, anyway, so she plays Kitty, and she's kind of going all rebel, but not quite. And she's trying to break up with Rebel, but he won't hear about it. And she's trying to do it because she's in love with, or, or she's in like with Ralph. And then unfortunately, the Rebel catches the two of them kissing and says, "Tomorrow after the game, I'm going to beat the heck out of you." And then a little later on, we learned that the Fonz has spoken to Rebel and arranged it so they're just going to have like a three-round fight or something like that in the local boxing ring, like at the local gym. You know, and he says, "You're going to have to fight him." because I couldn't convince him otherwise. But it's better that you're in a boxing ring because you're built to be wearing padded gloves and stuff, and there are rules so you, so you won't get hurt as much. And Ralph, of course, is terrified and doesn't want to fight, but in the end, you know, he has to fight Rebel in the ring. <laughs> start off the episode saying i believe this is set in the autumn maybe early winter of, of 59 but then potsy sings calendar girl which was recorded in uh 59 by neil sadaka and was released in december of 1960 as a single was a top five hit so um this isn't christmas time this isn't december of 1960 because there would be um, Christmas decorations up. There would be some mention of winter. There would be some mention of snow, and there's nothing of the sort. Going on. When 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 Potsy and Ralph come in from the outdoors as, as the 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 gang are singing down by the old mill stream, there's no snow. There's no sign of cold or anything like that. So um, and this, so and this isn't like. And I mean, I mean, you could say, well, maybe this is after Christmas, Dan. Maybe this is maybe this is um, uh, spring of 1961. 
but there's the football game which would put it in probably late late autumn early maybe very early but probably late on i mean to me i'm saying i'm saying this is sometime november of 1959 but then if the the song was released until december of 1960 then this would be november or so of 1961 and that doesn't make any sense because that would make them now juniors in college which doesn't seem to make sense, especially because the Fonz, after the previous episode with the fraternities, he has his own fraternity. He's starting called Fonzie's Fonzarellis, um, which is all gals in the fraternity. Um, um, I, I mentioned Audrey. Uh, Red Brown is the um, is the uh, is rebel. Uh, yeah, and you can tell it's Red Brown if you you know your Red Brown when he stands up when he's introduced and he stands up and he lets out a scream. That's Red Brown. Red Brown is probably known for, in, I, I don't I don't know if this we call this mainstream pop culture, but it's fairly mainstream pop culture. Two things, um, the Captain America TV movie, which was, I think it had already happened, or maybe it hadn't happened. I don't know when the Captain America TV movie happened. I want to say it may have happened in seventy eight, but there's a Captain America TV movie from the second half of the seventies two of them in fact i believe and he's the he's captain america and then the other thing pop culture wise is he is the star of a movie called space mutiny which is late 80s early 90s and it was featured on a mystery science theater 3000 episode that is quite i love it and i think other people do too so he's kind of known from that but he's been in a lot of other things he was you're the hunter from the future he was strike commando he was the leading guy in Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf. He's been a lot of stuff. He's a big buff guy. And, he, and when, when you hear him interviewed and stuff, he's just he's just one of those guys who, like, he's having fun. You know, it's just like he happened to be somewhere, and he suddenly got a contract at a studio, and he's just having fun. So it's great It's great to hear. But he's fun in this because he's, he's just a big guy who crushes things and wants to beat up Ralph. Uh, the, the, the episode has an interesting sort of scene where the family's all together and they're they're discuss- and the Fonz is there and they're discussing what's going on and then they all for the uh Leopard Lodge talent show they all sit around the piano and sing down by the old mill stream and uh, with the Fonz adding stream and a couple things and he did that in the previous episode when the guys were singing some beer related song at the end he would add a couple words here and there but and he said he loves middle class sing alongs and um, it's, a, it's a very fun scene where they're all kind of singing down by the, mill, the old mill stream and Ralph and Potsy show up and Ralph's in disguise and we learn that the boxing match has been set up so it's it's fun like it really is a it really is the episode's in two sections the, the first act or the first half is setting up the fight and then the second half is down by the old mill stream and um, try to teach Ralph a little boxing and it doesn't really work. And then the second half is just the, the boxing match, which is mostly Ralph running around like crazy in the ring as, as Rebel tries to hit him. And uh, spoiler, Ralph loses, but he doesn't lose through cowardice. He actually comes out fighting and, and loses because Rebel's like 10 times the size he is. Hey, that'll happen. And, you know, again, he's given that thing where it's like, um, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. Again, it's a weird, weird lesson where it's like, you know, you, you know, you're not a loser because you fought, you know, and, and you, and you didn't back down and you fought. So you're not a loser 
because he's a bigger guy than you are. But there's also the message that the Fonz has always given, and he and the Fonz says at one point, "Yeah, I'm not really into fighting, or fighting isn't my thing." But it's it's kind of funny how the the message that the Fonz has given previously is, "Nah, don't fight." But this was like, hey, "If you got to fight, fight here," and you're a man because you didn't not fight. And it's it's funny because if if Ralph had refused to fight, and maybe you know Rebel punched him once and knocked him out, that would have been. I, I it, it's it's funny like when you when you have an episode where a number of different lessons could work at the end of it. Do, do you know what I mean? Like if if Ralph had just run around like an idiot and somehow defeated Rebel. It would have been like, hey, he beat Rebel, yeah, even though he didn't really fight, he just jumped around like an idiot. If he tried to fight with Rebel like he did and got beat, you know it would be, hey, even though you lost, you're not a loser because you fought and you didn't run away. And But then if he fought Rebel and actually beat him, it would be, hey, yeah, you're a winner because, you, you know, it would be, um, it would be a more uh, qualified sort of, yeah, sort of ending. But the thing in the end is Ralph gets the girl. So it doesn't really matter. And then I guess the other ending would be if um, if Ralph refused to fight and got beat up, they'd make that a lesson where you did the right thing because you didn't fight. That's the cowardly thing to fight. It's funny to get to the end of an episode that has sort of a lesson where you can actually make about four or five different lessons out of it depending upon what Ralph did. I'm, I'm wondering if, if maybe Steve wrote a series of endings. and He was like, oh, you want this one? Okay, we'll go this way. Okay, he'll fight back at the last minute, lose, uh, but get the girl. That's interesting. I, I never... You know, it's funny when you have a show like this where some episodes have lessons, some don't. But it's funny when you have an episode that does have a lesson. Maybe next time you're watching a sitcom episode that has a very specific lesson at the end, think of other ways that they could have got to that same point and what lessons those would have been and how different those could have been. Because if you think about it, it's like, you know, uh, you lost, but you fought, so you're a winner. You fought and you won, so you're a winner. You didn't fight, that makes you a winner. You acted like a goofball and didn't really fight, but you won. That makes you a winner. You know, that's... I don't know. You know, I guess it's like a choose-your-own-adventure ending for a, for a sitcom. Does Ralph act like a goofball? You know, hit hit the hit the menu here. Uh, so, but but is it funny? Yeah, yeah. Donnie Most, Don Most is is really good throughout this. He's very funny um, in his various stages of cowardice and then his moments of bravery. Um, the, uh, the the I will say that the second act, which is all set at the gym, seems a little light at times. Um, I, I wish there was a little more going on because the only thing that's going on is they're gonna fight. And I wish there was like a maybe a little B plot or a little side something going on because there isn't much, and and it does seem yeah you know, just a little light not not like paced as as well as it could be, and then and then Potsy is just so stupid in this episode. Oh my God, Kitty! It's because the plan is going to be that Potsy takes Kitty to the movies, so Ralph is just going to run away, and Kitty doesn't have to see it happen. Uh, but but then Potsy shows up with Kitty. It's like, why did you bring her? Well, we were going to go to the movies when we knew that we were going to have the fight. Oh God, Potsy is getting is really getting dumber and dumber. 
I, I, I'm thinking somewhere soon we have a potsy lead episode, but don't don't quote me on that one. And we'll see how that how that goes. I do like that Ralph's parents are named Mickey and Minnie. I, I think we knew that. Did we know that? I don't know, but but regardless, it's funny. Yeah, Richie Richie doesn't do much in this episode. He's kind of in the background of much of this episode, just basically trying to save Ralph. It is fun watching Joni, uh, not only Joni sing, but Joni at the uh, at the bell. She gets really excited, dinging the bell. And Al gets a few moments in the sun uh, spotlight as he's uh, as he's sort of judging the, or, or refereeing uh, the boxing match. It's, it's right at the end. Don Most and, and Audrey Landers have a moment where she sort of leaps in his arms and he kisses her as all the lights are down around them and everyone's gone from the gym and he holds her up in the air and they're kissing and her legs are kicked up in the air and the camera pulls back and pulls back and pulls back and pulls back and then the credit comes up and it goes you know to to commercial but it's just one of those things where it's like um it's almost like a police squad style thing where you're like there's not a freeze frame it's they're they're holding like that. They're holding still. They're they're clearly you know they're doing this the sort of stage kiss with just the lips up against one another. It doesn't really look like they're getting into it or anything. And um and but it just keeps going back and going back and going back. And all I can, all I can think of right there was a yeah I, I don't know I I um I haven't done a lot of things you know like up on stage and such um, that involve kissing. Most of most of the stuff I've I've been in was involved goofing. And so you see the camera pulling back, and they're standing there. You could just imagine, like, Don, Don Most, or maybe even Ralph going, just hold it here, just for a second. Okay, I'll yell cut in a moment. Okay, okay, just uh, cut. Oh. Uh, so, you know, I, I think um, overall, uh, it's, it's a very simplistic episode, like I said. It's just basically three scenes, setting everything up, um sort of establishing the um, uh, what's going to happen and then the actual confrontation. And it's it's pretty... There's some pretty good laughs in it and there's some funny moments. There's not much more to say about that. The tricky thing at the end of the episode is that, you know, you're introduced to Rebel, then you're introduced to Kitty. And when the episode ends, you know, unlike the previous one, we think mm, maybe there'll be another frat episode. I honestly don't remember but there could be another fraternity related episode that's if that becomes a big part of their life for the next four years or if you think this is 1961 two years well they did say that mr c didn't join fraternity until he was a junior so maybe maybe it's hopping ahead to when they're going to join as juniors i don't know they set up the rebel character they set up the kitty character yeah and like, like i said unlike the fraternity thing which may return you get to the end of this episode and think oh we'll never see them again We'll never see Rebel again. We'll, we'll never see Kitty again. We wouldn't think that we'd see Rebel again, but we think that they might see Kitty again because she might be Mouth's uh, uh, girlfriend. But as far as I know, nope, she never appears again. And so that's one of the tricky things about the episodes. If the characters aren't going to appear again and they're just barely sketched in, so who, who kind of cares about them? So let's let's look at what happens in the lives of the, the characters themselves. So Ralph is going to get a little maybe from, from Kitty and he got in a boxing match with with rebel and and um you know and he learned i guess he learned a lesson that's going to help him out later in life although maybe it won't it's um it seems like a very specific message if you take a big football player's girlfriend and wind up in a boxing ring with him you should probably try fighting i guess so that makes you a winner regardless of whether you win or lose that seems a very specific very specific sort of message but regardless the episode is a funny one 
Um, it, again, again, it's not one of the absolute masterpieces of the show, and it's you know it's not. If you had to pick out a twenty of the two hundred fifty, I don't think this would be anywhere near there. But um, it is a funny episode, and it moves very quick, and there are enough laughs in it to keep you interested. So that's two good episodes in a row, and I'm happy about that. So what what do we got next? Let's see what we got next. We got him cracking open the case. Nose for news, and grandpa's visit. Oh well, there you have it. Um, and that that'll be uh, that'll be coming up in the next episode. Um, so thank you everyone again for listening. And uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me about anything, please uh, you can email me at Danny D A N N Y Slacks S L A C K S at yahoo.com or you can um, you can uh, uh, message me over on uh, at eSuperTrain One on Twitter. Or you can go on Adventure Super Train on Facebook, the group. That's um, that's what we're sort of affiliated with. That that's the other podcast that I do, one of the other ones. So, but, but yeah, thank you everyone so much for listening. And yeah, when you get back, we'll we'll do those two episodes, and we're kind of getting. Where are we here? Wait a minute. We're we're about halfway into the season after the next episode. Hooray! Let's let's see how it goes. Listen to this, gang. Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. Saturday, what a day.